This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine Malhorn. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Oh, hello. Oh, hi, voice. <laughs> I am uh, very happy to see you. Happy to see you as well, Chris. What'd you do today? GERD. Well, GERD? from my... <laughs> I have GERD. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was just thinking because one of my leftover... I think I have... I don't think I have long COVID, but I right. know I have. The, I got the worst COVID of the two that people are getting right now. One's okay. short and one is taking a while. Yes. So mine's taking a while. So I still have some of my taste buds aren't working in the way where coffee tastes very bad to me in a way it never has in my life. I drink black coffee in the morning uh-huh. and I can't, it's all of the good parts of drinking black coffee have been removed and it just tastes like hot gross water. That is all. I have, my friend Lance has lost a bunch of weight. He hasn't been able to taste. uh, And it's worse than that. He can't taste much uh, for like a year and a half now. And he's like a skinny guy. Oh, okay. And he said bacon and things like meat, like savory things that he used to always eat, taste awful or have no taste at all to him. Well, and that's the, that happened to me. Okay, wait, so the point, why did I say GERD? Because the point was, what was the point? I just, I thought that was a phrase like EGADS or uh, something else from a McCarthy cartoon. I didn't, I didn't know what that word meant. Oh, I was saying, it was like I was saying, oh God, but I changed the word. But there is actually a medical condition called GERD, which is, has something to do with like acid reflux. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what made me laugh about it. But tell your friend Lance, this Uh is important because my sister sent me this TikTok that basically you, if you get someone else to flick you on the back of the head, it is a proven way that people are getting their sense of taste back. No 
I swear. That I'll send sounds you- like something I would say, and you would say, "There's no way." Stop <laughs> yes. making things. And up. I would say, Chris, stop believing what you everything you read on TikTok. Although I will add, be careful when you do that. If, don't be making a goofy face because it'll stick that way. That's right. But you <laughs> will have your take. You can have so much bacon. What is it that that is insane to me? That it's sounds really like- weird. But a doctor is the person explaining it, and it's something about that's the. Man, I don't know. I don't. No, at all. And I was about to make, I love to make up the reason, but but it's what I think, but it's not the truth. Well, there's subtle things like that that trigger massive uh, changes. Like the time Jimmy Pardo said he had Bell's palsy for like a year, like the half yeah. of his face went numb. Yeah. Uh, like he had had a stroke and he got it from a fan blowing on him. Huh. It doesn't that sound like something I'm making? It sounded like something he was making up and I'm I'm like seriously and he said yes, oftentimes a light wind on your face <laughs> is what triggers Bell's pulse. I thought it was a virus. I swear that's what he said. If the word well, virus it, you also have to have the virus. <laughs> I don't I maybe I'm leaving out that and part. And then a very please don't go to the Grand Canyon. Please don't go to any outlooks or outcroppings or lighthouses because yes. the wind will give you Bell's palsy. Well, but if your friend is really suffering with this, like my sister sent me this video immediately and I was like, I'm going to wait and just see if I can kind of get my bad eating in control because right. I I have been drinking coffee almost like against my will in the morning. And then I just have no appetite. And when I do go, oh, I think I'm actually hungry. Because I can't tell. My eating is so disordered that I eat cyclically and habitually as opposed to my body feels hungry. Now I feed it. And then I wait until it's hungry again. It doesn't work like that for me. Uh So, so without having taste, like there's no satisfaction. There's no like, ooh, I'm going to pop one of those in my mouth. It, it's just like, you're. it's just a job. You have to choose some weird thing and it's all texture. Oh my so, God, I'm sorry. That sounds awful. It's weird, but I'm not, I don't mind it. I will say this, it's better for me and the way that I do things. But the other night I was like, well, I'm hardly eating anything. So I'm going to eat, I'm, I get ice cream. That was my right. logic. Because sweet things you can taste, right? My, my friend- told me he can taste like candies and things like that. That, that For taste. me, the taste, it's the only way I can describe it is it, the sensation is like, because I know what it tastes like. The, I eat the same thing over and over and I like very specific things. Yeah. So if I'm eating Ben and Jerry's Chubby Hubby, which was what I was eating, <laughs> I know what I'm supposed to be tasting. So it's very difficult for me to know whether or not I'm tasting it or not because I can remember and the texture and da da da. For me, when I had this in my mouth, it was like, God, I think this says freezer burn. This seems stale. There's something wrong with this ice cream. And I kept doing that, like bite after bite, until I finally went, you can't actually taste it. You're just experiencing the texture, and you don't like the texture without the taste, without the flavors. That is Twilight Zone scary to me. It's Uh, very strange. My other friend, Kurt, that has had, he also had uh, an inability to taste, and he's gained weight because he was chase he was chasing flavor. He was out there flavor chasing. <laughs> and it, I relate. Yeah. So he he said he had gained weight because of this inability to taste. I so I'm he was I'm, kind of going around and like maybe this'll work. Maybe this'll work. Yeah. I right? it's 
yeah, and it, I feel for him. I'm glad I just got this eyeball rash that's jumping to the other eye. I mean, that's that's all I really have to brag about. And you can console yourself with a nice slice of pizza or... I was eating nachos last night and I'm like, these are the worst nachos I've ever had. And then I'm like, no, these are actually... They're good. I've loved them before. Yeah. It's because I'm I'm only experiencing crunch, bean softness, salsa, like wetness. Like yeah. it's a it's such a weird thing. It's, I, it's so hard to explain. I would be eating chips and pico de gallo or so. I would be eating texture yeah. explosions. Yes. I've been doing a lot of tortilla chips by themselves yeah, just because to feel stuff something. on it. Yeah, just so. Because that I think salt is coming through. But I was explaining to my sister that it's like the flavor is just around the corner. Like I know the idea of what I'm supposed to be tasting and it's just kind of right over there, but I can't get to it. Yeah. And you don't know how long, how long the road is before that corner. Yeah. This <laughs> sidewalk could be, it could be hundreds of miles long, this yes. sidewalk. Well, just so you know, both my friends, I'm talking. It is gradually coming back, but literally more than a year. God damn! But they—that was back. No vaccine. Uh, you know, Delta, Delta spirit. Yeah. Right. That's what happened to my sister's friend Adrian. She was one of the very first people that we knew that got COVID in quarantine, like month two. We were all scared shitless. We thought she was going to die. We thought something horrible was going to happen. She was scared shitless. But the only good thing was she and her son got it. Like he got it because he went camping with his friends, walked in the door and then got a text and it said, I have COVID. So that means you have COVID. And so he's like, uh, I have COVID, which means you have COVID to her. So then they kind of got to quarantine together, which is cute. Yeah. But he did not lose his taste and she did. So every night he'd be like, hey, what should we get? And be all excited because they yeah. had nothing else to do. They were just kind of trapped in the house. And one of the main distractions was completely off the table. And she said she would do things like, oh, I'll just eat yogurt. That'll be a good way to get protein. And it was so disgusting wow. to have yeah. flavorless, oh, yeah, like yeah. that texture with no flavor. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, just hilarious. I, the thing, I really would hate to eat a banana if I couldn't taste it. Because texture-wise, yes. bananas are the worst. Just Pretty a mouthful gross. of mush. You think of someone else and when your kid's opening... Do you like seafood? And they open their mouth and there's banana uh, in there. I'm still traumatized by that. Plus, bananas have veins on them that yeah. peel off. I, their bananas are really just... My sister hates them. They trigger about, a gag reflex. What about um, the kids in grammar school that would have like a medium brown banana in their lunch bag that would make everything else smell like banana in the like cloakroom? Yeah, those. That, I felt bad for those kids. They obviously had a bumpy uh, bus ride to school. <laughs> They had had an abusive father used to beat up the bananas. (laughs) At least it's not you, kid, just punching (laughs) a bunch of bananas. (laughs) Yeah, I I just had four bananas go bad because every time I'd look at them, I'd be like, well, you could fry them up. You could do this. You could make a banana bread. I'm just like, no, it won't work. Yeah, I I buy bananas just to watch them die. Yeah. Often, often I do that. Yeah. Because they really complete a kitchen counter, just aesthetically. I like the look of bananas, and then I never get around to eating them. Well, you know what it is? When I buy, and I always buy four bananas. It, yeah. like that's Oh, never weird, more than, me too, three or four. It has to be three or four. It can't be six. That's a waste. But 
in my mind when I'm buying them, I'm like, for when I'm like on the go, like if I just need to grab it and go, where mm-hmm. it's like, when is the last time that happened in yeah. this COVID reality that we live in. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, it turns I'm not- out I am just happy to see you because who the hell puts a <laughs> banana in their pocket when they're going out the door? It's going to bend in door. half and mush. <laughs> they're sensitive. Today, I felt like I'd, I've been inactive. So I went on a bike ride to the base of uh, the M, this mount, this uh, trail on, on the mountain next to my town. And the, the, my, my college is there. And I went around college. I tried to go into the library to find proof that the Missoulian newspaper repeatedly put my address and the names of my parents (laughs) on multiple photos of me uh, dressed (laughs) like a crossing guard. I know it's there. But these B-shift librarians, they they didn't know about microfiche. I I thought it was easy to scroll through old newspapers, but you got to go down to the basement, get some film, Go to yeah. another level, get on this projector thing. Anyway, I did not find the proof, but I'm going to find it. Well, you know why? Because microfiche is like, it's like asking for a reel-to-reel tape. Of, they have all, a, that's why libraries are amazing, though. It's still Dewey Decimal System. It's still the same books of old newspapers from the 20s. Like, I did look around at stuff. It is kind of cool, but I spent a long time in the library today. It was just empty, but I... It just all these memories of college, and I, I just had this feeling that like I wish I could go to college again with the confidence I have now and with access to a computer. I used to go to that library <laughs> and use their Tandy computers, black screen, <laughs> the with word green processor. Li- yes. yes, and and I would try and finish my papers before I didn't have a disc. I was ill-prepared and not organized, and they would, like, turn off the power and I'd lose papers. That would happen multiple times, and I'd have to go the next day and start over. I spent Mm. so much time in that library because it was the only place when I was living in the dorms that people weren't partying and drinking 40s in the hallway. I just realized, I really did, today I realized, I really did try hard in college. And How'd it turn out? I, I just was bad at that write, uh, writing papers because I didn't have access. It's just all these memories came flooding back. But did you actually graduate from college? I did indeed, yeah. Oh, well, then that turned out good. It did. I mean, I've that's the thing. I've never told you. I've never shown my framed diploma to anyone. It's, uh, I want a refund. That would be, <laughs> nobody cares. That's because no one, no one cares. Yeah, I just immediately <laughs> left town and started doing stand-up with my yeah. Bachelor of Arts, you know, <laughs> Draw emphasis in drawing and painting and art history. I've never used it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just, it was cool to be on campus is all I'm saying. I have not visited my school since I graduated. The problem with you being on campus with that mustache, though, is that time has passed. Yes. You aren't a college student. And you're also loitering in the library with that mustache. Has and did anything come? Everyone up? there was older than me. That was the other thing. It's like, is this summertime? Is when non-traditional students go? Maybe I. Oh. It was mostly empty there, but I promise you, all the all the people I made full eye contact with today with my mustache were were my age. Do you think I should shave it? I now I feel like I'm creepy. 
Well, you're creepy on a college campus. That's I am all creepy I'm saying. On a I think camp. in the rest yeah. of life, you're fine. Yeah. It's very, it's hip. It, people are having those net. Also, you just started licking it a bunch. Stop yeah, doing that just yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Just for just this experience. For the purposes of Zoom. <laughs> Maybe just I just this, need to trim it. For this Zoom meeting that we're having I for was, the next And you're right. Minutes. I was just going up to a lot of strangers and saying, I used to go to school here. Yeah. Do you work for a lady named Chris? She's my neighbor. She used to plant these plants. I guess she's retired now. That that was a young person that I freaked out. You're right. I did do it. I did yeah. do it. Damn it. Yeah. I almost bought a University of Montana sweatshirt I wanted to represent. It was just fun to experience that. But I will not be able to uh, walk tomorrow because I did run up this trail and my legs are not going to work in the morning. Well, you know, you can take two a leave. That's the great part about modern life is just go ahead and take some medicine. I think I will. I think I will. Perfect. Yeah, I'll be fine. You're right. Why am I getting worried about the future of soreness? Do you want to tell everybody about your golf tournament that you on the last episode got kind you tried you tried to fit it in and we wouldn't really I let know, you tell I know I really really forced it. I really did. <laughs> I you know, I we don't have to talk about it. It was very fun. It was beautiful. I was up in Big Sky Montana. A lot of old football players that from the 70s, I didn't know who they were. And uh, I Were they played. still big? Were they meaty? Yes. Were they, like yeah. muscular guys in their 60s. Hot. And, yes. And they, I mean, they were sweet. I did stand up for all of them. That that sounds kind of scary. Uh, and for a lot of the sponsors. After? During? Before? Before, before oh. the tournament. There was okay. a night of stand up. And uh, oh. I, yeah. And so there was a guy that got offended with some COVID joke I have about what's more Christian than letting other people die for your sins is the punchline. And he was like, boo. <laughs> he said, boo. And he, <laughs> I showed up the next day and he's, he was the guy, he was the, the, the boss of these plumbers that I golf with the next day. That exact guy that heckled. <laughs> Wait, was he on your golf team? Yes. And he had a big cigar oh. and I, and he <laughs> p- p- seemed like a conservative guy. And then, and then one, by the Boo. end of the game, we are lifting each other up. We're hugging. I've never yes. done so many fist pounds. <laughs> I we hug. We jumped up and down in a circle circle hug uh, nice. when we won, and uh, it was really good for me. I think to bond sure because those were real bonding. men. They have boilers licenses and. Now, do you think that guy came in. around on your joke, or do you think he just the love of the sport and the fact that you guys won? Covered over the joke. I know how to turn it off and just be around. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty serious when I'm golfing, and I was just nice to these guys. I killed them with kindness, and then they were my friends by the end. Nice. It was, it was a nice exercise. And then in the end, they put all the scores on the board, and we were by far the lowest score. We totally won. So, what did you win? Uh five hundred dollars. Uh, some Pers- clothing for yourself or. F- uh, we uh, split amongst the group. You know, okay. it was a fun. It's like a cele- They did use the word celebrity before my name. Uh, <laughs> they and the winners, these four guys, and celebrity Chris Fairbanks. And I was like, oh, <laughs> thank. It's funny after all these years. That's what I needed to hear. Uh, and and then yeah, we there was just a lot of at each tee box at each hole. There was they were giving out stuff, shirts and raincoats and hats and. 
Oh, cookies, like swag, like stuff swag. with people's Lots logos on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got oh, a lot of swag. Fun. I got a lot of swag bags. Nice. And uh, <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah, it was really great. It was really good for me. And I was happy that I was not intimidated by four guys that were way better. They just didn't make any mistakes. They're very good at golfing, and it made me better. Usually, I am afraid that I'll get nervous and get in my head and then not golf as well, but... I did golf better than I usually do, so I... They raised you up. Yeah, and it's that confidence thing that I wish I had when I was back in school. I I think I want to go back to college. I think I'm going to go... Don't. I know. What are you talking about? What if I shaved off the mustache and I just no, no, wore... No. I'm like, and I brought my skateboard and I'd be like, hey, all you guys. This is Chris Fairbanks thinking where you're like, it's better than, so I'm going to twist myself around to try to recapture then. It's not better than. You've just decided that. It's not. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, right. I, the minute I would decide to do that, I would panic and back out. I You it, would hate it. So imagine going to fucking school now. Are yeah. you crazy? It's not fun. I'm just wishing I could have done it differently then. Not that to do it over again, but all those writing classes, all the creative writing classes, all the long papers I wrote, I didn't, I kind of just phoned it in and did the minimum in it. And then when I graduated, I was like, and started doing stand-up, I'm like, oh, I should have become a writer. I like writing and I didn't even realize it back then because I was a kid. You're a kid when you're in college. You know? Right. But if you had realized it back then, then you would have never done stand-up. Right. Like there, those, all those things have to happen that like, it's like there has to be a floor so there can be a ceiling. So yeah. like it wouldn't have meant that you would have become a writer, right? Because if you had been like taking writing classes and gotten all serious about that, you would have rebelled as Chris Fairbanks would have, and you would have gone on and been become a construction worker or Maybe. whatever. Like it's almost like you had to phone it in and then go off and be yeah. a stand-up to walk away from it. I'm more comparing it with the fact that I was folk, I was there as an art major and you had to spend time in the studio. You had to finish your paintings. And I took that all seriously and I came out of college with full confidence as an artist. Not as someone that confidently can do it as a business and ask people for money that is worth my time. But the actual doing the art. And I wondered if, if, if I had spent more time writing, if I had come out of college, like I'm a writer, I know how to do that. Cause I didn't realize it. I still haven't realized it. That's all I'm saying. But you're right. Maybe I would have rebelled and become some plumbing golfer. Well, also, plumber golfer. I, it reminds me of that. The last conversation we had with Andrew Michon, where it's like, it's, is this a simulation? It doesn't matter. Yeah. So should I have done this? Should I have done that? I know. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't. So it's like the past that we all have is what it was. And yeah. no one had, like, you're really good at pretending everybody else has it great and you have it bad. That's why I like quarantine. And then going from there. Yeah. So like, you you do that all the time. You're thinking, and what I've heard you say over the years, is that kind of thing where you romanticize what is impossible to recapture. Yeah, yeah. So, so the next thing I see you doing is like, you come back home, go to LA Community College, <laughs> you're taking a writing class, and you fucking hate the teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's your new thing, and then you just wasted... Three hundred dollars, yeah, yeah. or however much it costs, and now you're mad and telling yourself you're not a writer. Like, right? Like you just have to go with the flow in terms of that experience was what it was. Because I had the same thing where I know what I did in college, which was essentially 
fuck around and then get kicked out was a waste. It was a waste of my parents' money. Somebody else could have taken my spot. Yeah. Somebody that gave a shit, whatever. And that was a that was wasteful of me and bad of me. And I lived in that like reality of I'm bad because I did that for so long until I finally one day was like, now I am a like legitimate TV writer. So I think I can let go of whatever got me here. Like it's no longer a bad thing because it got me to where I am now. Yeah. And like, I, Yuri, you're a person who gets paid to bullshit like this into a microphone. Right. Like that's a pretty good place to land. I realize it every day. And it's also why I will continue to live in Los Angeles and do this with you. I love it. I do. And I... But I and do, do it on stage. And of course. And I wonder, I often wonder, hey, could I live in Montana and still be a comic? I wouldn't be practicing enough, so I can't do it. I, but that is, I'm just getting nostalgic more than anything. I'm not having regrets necessarily. I just okay. went through campus and I was like, it brought back good memories. I didn't want to make it sound like I was like, oh, I blew it. Uh, that's not what I was feeling. I just started talking that way right now. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually had a nice experience. I can, only, I can only go on what you're saying. Yeah, that's, I know. That's, I can only take the facts as I'm hearing them. Yeah, it's just a different life that I was revisiting. Like, I, I've been asked by the, the... My old friend is like the media arts head of that department. He asked me to teach a Photoshop class a few years back. And I was like, I could do that. I could go teach a class. And yeah. I saw how much work had to go into it and how little it paid. <laughs> and I was like, ah, maybe, I, maybe I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. That is a very fun exercise, though, of like, could I, like for a while when I thought um, in 2016 when my house was in foreclosure and I was like, I think I'm just going to put my dogs in the car and drive to Petaluma and never look back. And then I was like, God, where will I? That wasn't very long ago. No, it was not. And that was when you had all the tax, like you were ignoring tax stuff and so was I and we needed someone to hold her hand through all that tax yep. stuff. That was, man, Horr- really horrifying. Come, and we're, but, look but at us at now. at that time, well, but the point I was making is <laughs> yeah. I was doing that and thinking, okay, I can just go live at my dad's house. Like, I know he won't kick me out. I have a place I could actually go. And my family is all up there. And that actually would be nice. It would be nice to be around people who know me, who who know who me as who I really am and not this kind of like pretend city girl act I've been doing for the past (laughs) 25 years. I'm like, I'm in LA and I don't give a shit about anything. And then my sister's like, shut up and get in the car. So like, it's very comforting to be at home. Yeah, And then it's like, oh, I could work at Starbucks. They give you insurance. Like there's, you know, there's pluses here. But I truly realized that's pretty much the only job I could get or some favor job of like a relative. But other than that, I'm not qualified in any other city besides Los Angeles and parts of New York. But like, I can't make a living, a meaningful living for myself anywhere else because of the fuckery that I've chosen to completely go full bore on in this town. And that's kind of like, well, that's then I better just hang out and see if I can solve any of these problems and fucking see what I can do about this. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I made the decisions I made. But I, while I was on campus, I also walked into a room. I wanted to look at the pool tables in there because I think my dad and stepmom should be playing pool. They're both good at it. And I just ran into my good friend that was installing sign like vinyl on the wall. And years ago, he asked me if I wanted to start a sign company with him. 
And my other friend, Andrew, was in there. And that was sort of like seeing me in there. Put, they were putting up stuff on the wall that they had designed. And, it, and I had liked that kind of work. That's what I was doing when I left. And, you know, I, it's, it was just kind of cool to see that. But it's not regrets, just looking at a version of my life that I was leading for a while and I could still be doing it. It's more just interesting. It's almost like the Gwyneth Paltrow movie Sliding Doors, where if you had just <laughs> stepped that way... I can't believe I didn't bring up Sliding Doors. <laughs> your favorite film, <laughs> where that's the life you would have been living. I mean, like, Making Signs, I love that idea because it's a trade. It's always needed. Yeah. It's, it involves the arts, but you get paid. You don't have to rely on, like, it's a consistent trade real job. Yeah. And yet you get to be artistic. My, uh, We have a friend, um, my friend Amy O'Neill, who lives in Wisconsin. She, for a while, because she's, she's also a fine artist, and she, for a while, got a job making the signs at a, like, very boutique, fancy butcher shop. Oh, wow. So she would, like, hand paint the little, like, ribeye, five ninety nine sure, or whatever. Sure. Even just permanent paintings on a chalkboard and then they can write the specials that yeah. day. Yeah, or, or she yeah. would do, I think she was doing the little cards that would go into the like a refrigerator case. And, and, and then she also did stuff on the wall. Yeah. And I was like, that is the greatest feeling of, this is almost like, back to the Renaissance when artists would get paid because their art is useful and people would be like, yes, I want my shit to look good, make it look good, as opposed to like these days where you can print up anything. Somebody hand-painting a sign. You're right. And that is always kind of what I wanted to do and why I get excited when someone really passionately does it at a Trader Joe's and there's little drawings yeah. where there's gourds and they draw a pumpkin and like someone actually put time into all the artwork. I love doing that. That's why I did in Austin and painted some signs that ultimately fell off buildings and crushed cars. But it's not my fault <laughs> that it gets that windy. You know, you didn't make the sign. You painted the sign. I painted the sign, but it was I chose the heavy wood. It was four <laughs> by sixteen feet, two four by eight pieces of treated plywood. I had to hoist it up there with a pulley system. And then it was at a pet store. I maybe already told this story. I'm sure I did. But I spent a long time painting all these dogs. It seems familiar, but it here's is. the thing. Sorry, just a pre-question before you go into this. Yes. Is why in God's <laughs> name would they get the painter to be the engineer? That seems like a mistake that you should have called at some point. Hey, I can't do this. Right. I... First, had just painted their windows a few Christmases, you know, just some dogs yeah. wearing some bows. And then they said, we need a new sign. And I said, I can do that. So I bought the, I, I said, I can do all that for you. They did, someone did help me and they were, they helped me install it. But we used the rotten A-frame that was the previous signs. <laughs> that was probably wood from the turn of the century. It was just old <laughs> rotten wood. That gave way in the wind, and the sign I made, to no fault of, of mine, crushed a car quite legitimately, <laughs> crushed and shattered the windows. And there was just, one of the dog heads kind of came off the sign. I cut out the top of the schnauzer's head. It just kind of came off. And that, it was just crushed, and the little top of the dog head was in the parking lot. And uh, I drove by and they weren't open and I saw it and I saw the car and I call. It was so awful. They were so sweet about it. I Thank God. I was not held liable. I don't know. Thank God. Uh, but I did re, re, 
put it up there with metal. Um, anyway, it's yeah, so funny yeah. that was. And meanwhile, I'm like going to my first open mics. It's just funny that that my life took that turn. And today, seeing my friends doing that, making those signs, it was it was really. This has been an unbelievable Chris Fairbanks retrospective episode. It really I'm has. Sorry, it's I just like <laughs> I feel like one. I feel like lately, and I don't. You don't have to agree, but you can if you. I feel like lately I've been uh, interrupting you more than ever. You'll start saying something and I get so excited like I used to with improv to tell a joke <laughs> that I'll jump in when you're actually making a pretty good point. Uh, and <laughs> I've joke. Done, and I'm like, God damn it. Or you're in the middle of your joke. And I, I've noticed that and I got a message from someone that was sweetly worded and they said, I noticed that's been happening. <laughs> and, oh, no. Uh, yes. Uh, it's a that's, uh, like a telegram. It's the, it per, the person that called me a twat, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I now take their advice and some of the, some of their criticism and, uh, we have a friendly back and forth. It's actually someone that I look to for guidance now. Okay. Uh, this person that called me a twat. I'm kidding. That's a handful of people. I read the messages, you know, uh, but I have been doing that and I'm sorry I've been interrupting you. Like, oh, that's Okay. One-on-one like this, we have a rhythm, but sometimes there's a guest and you, and I haven't said anything for a while. I tourettesingly blurt out. You You panic. Yeah, you're in a nice conversation with each other about women's rights, and I'll be like, I'll just fucking say a dad joke, and it's been happening. And I, prior to COVID, I can't blame COVID. I've just been, I'm gonna, I'm just watching it, okay? And also, the other thing is, like I just now did, I've been uh-huh. hijacking with my stories. <laughs> Listen, let me let me respond. Please, will you talk? Well, first of all, <laughs> I was just kidding about that because we have to talk about something and I truly haven't been anywhere and you are in a completely different city doing stuff. So I did not mind any of that. I was just giving you the biz. I know, um, I know. I didn't, I didn't, it didn't seem like serious business. It seemed more like the monkey variety. <laughs> It was totally monkey business. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a thing I'm used to as a female comic. It's a very, very common thing. And I think it's because male comics do that to each other all the time and don't give a shit. And right. so it's like a vibe thing that I think when you aren't talking and other people are talking, you get you get like a little panic of like, am I disappearing? I have to be in this. You know what I mean? That's the sense I have. I don't I do think that, that it's, I don't get it as a negative. I don't think you don't care. Like, I know that you're a great guy, a good person, good at comedy, blah, blah, blah. So to me, I just feel like it's, I get it. Where like my version of that, because I just was raised, like interrupting was like a very big deal in our household. And I know in talking to other people and, um, especially since I've been podcasting. And I'm not saying I don't interrupt. I absolutely do. But I'll do it sometimes just because I know if I don't, I won't get in here. Like, I feel like Andrew Michon was doing that because I think you and I were having so much fun on that last episode. Yeah, yeah. With Andrew Michon, but yes. also with each other. I get excited. That, yes. It's fun <laughs> when you talk to a person who gives you fun ideas. And yeah. then you're like, oh, listen to what you just made me think of yeah. is what is the vibe I get. And in a minute, we're going to be on to another topic and th- I have yeah. to say it now. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to interrupt because in a second, <laughs> and then if it falls flat, oh man, not only have I interrupted, but I really <laughs> deflated the moment. 
My uh, thing is that you, the thing that you do that it makes me laugh, but I usually will, I will interrupt you if you start doing it is when you, you do your joke and then uh-huh. people have the response that they have. And then you keep talking through it and you start explaining <laughs> why this was a mistake and you're going down and I, and you verbally go down a shame spiral. And I usually will cut you off on one of those. Cause I'm uh-huh. like, you, it doesn't need to be that big of a deal. Yeah. We <laughs> like don't need you're it. Like, but that's a, a mistake, but I guess that's how I feel. And that's why I'm a bad person. And you just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, keep God. on commenting oh, on it. God, I have to do some forensic analysis of the, crime that I've committed. You don't though, because this <laughs> is, it's because of Zoom. We, yeah. the, you, in the car, it goes a different way because yeah. we are in, we are in our each other's company. And so we get, the rhythm is on. But Zoom sucks shit. It does. And it will continue to for a while. But I, every, to everyone that wants box? us to be back in the car, riffing with passerbys on bikes and, and going talking about buildings you can't see. We would have gotten someone sick this month, Karen or I. Yeah. It's uh, still happening and, uh, you know. It's, compl- it's happening just as strongly, if not worse, than yeah. it's been happening in the past. It's just that people aren't being hospitalized as badly right, right. on this go-round. Yeah, yeah, which is great. But also, what if we get in the car and somebody gets fucking monkeypox? Like, that's the new thing where I'm just like, you got to be kidding me with monkeypox. I haven't looked into it yet. I don't know much about the monkeypox. Monkeypox is oh some for some people it's spread through sexual intercourse, mm-hmm. but then also it's now spread through like if you touch someone that has the sores or their clothing. There's Do all I, kinds of it's expanding. That's Karen, why they just Have you yeah. seen pictures of it? Is that what's on my eyes? <laughs> oh. Do I have monkeypox on my eyes? If you had monkeypox, it wouldn't just be on your eyes. It would okay, be all over your yeah, face. Yeah, no, this is just my eyes. And I've had this before. When I would get strep throat and chronic infection, you know, it's inflammation. Yes. It's a reactive, you know, sometimes it's my joints. Other times it's eye bumps. And So uh, you know what it is. You know I guess, is. but it, it did immediately when, like you, I was like starting to feel sick and I... I I was just eating to make sure I still could taste, but that's right when these eye bumps started coming. And I'm sorry I keep saying eye bumps. That's real gross. It's just a reddish, a a bit of a, it's a little rash around my eyes. It's no it's big a, deal. It's an eye rash, but you don't, that's a concern. Yeah, But if both you've gotten eyes. it before, then you know what it is. I have had it in the past, yes. That's good. That's very good news. You don't want like a new patch of something no. in this monkeypox era. I don't have in this era and in my life room for new rashes and no. new eye ailments. Nope. <laughs> new eye ailments. Ailments. Oh my That's- gosh. I was meaning to talk to you about this because I was just looking. It turns out I am slightly, even though we were just talking about it, saying no big deal. Who cares? This is a simulation. I do like the web telescope photos of different galaxies. Okay. It did excite me and I... I do think there's aliens, but I don't care. I don't think I'll ever get to meet one. Um, okay. Maybe you already kind of, have. Yeah, maybe I have. <gasps> maybe they kissed me on the eyes and gave me a spacely <laughs> rash. And now they're taking over. But you on Twitter retweeted uh, a video of my friend here in Missoula. Uh, he's not. He's not even my what? friend. He is a Missoula person that has been a a viral YouTube person since the beginning. 
Oh, and I he's think not you mean he is a Missoula celebrity. He is, ah. and he started VidCon. And and my friend is CEO of VidCon, uh, Colin, and my my good friend Andy Chemis is their photographer. VidCon is a Missoula-based thing that is huge. They have it in San Diego at the convention center and everything. Hmm. I just it was such. Is it that's all videos? A, what's that? What's vid, what is it? Oh, Vid, I it is a celebration of people like. If we went there, we probably wouldn't know anything, and there'd be a line out the door for some Twitch video game famous kid or TikTok. Oh. Or it is like influencer based, like everything but what we've our little bubble of live performance. And I don't think they have podcasting at it, as far as I know. Maybe they mm-hmm. do. I don't know much about it, but I know that Hank Green has a podcast. Yeah, because I interacted with him. Long ago, when our podcast, uh, when My Favorite Murder first started and was popular. And so, whatever he said to me, I can't remember what the interaction was. It was very minor. But people got super excited that we talked to each other, yeah. like our listeners who also loved him. They always love that when, yeah. it's, when some something combines where it's yes. like, two things I like. Yeah. But I didn't know who he was because I am old and only pay attention to British procedurals. Right. But then started paying attention and he's so smart and great. He is. And that video he made about why that these pictures are so important is the greatest. Yeah, he is. He's very smart and he knows about a lot of different things. And as the more, because I just follow him on Instagram. I don't, but he is someone that has been a YouTube. I think they, VidCon came out of him learning what it meant to be a viral YouTuber. Like oh. He was a vlogger person that, and from my town. So today when I was being nostalgic about my past, that came up too. Like, could I be a comedian? What would I do if I did live in Montana, this place that makes me happy to be? So it's not insane that I think, I could I live here? Uh, not as a way of running away, but but he is someone that has wildly uh, been successful. And he's from Missoula. He's from here and he lives here and... This is not a big town, you know. Well, and also, it's not running away, especially these days when when quarantine happened and a bunch of people were like, I'm not living in L.A. anymore where there's, I'm not going to be by myself. There's nowhere to go, blah, blah, blah. Like, a lot of people moved back to where they're from because you can now. We can, you can Zoom, you can work from home. Yeah, you can do it. And a lot of people made big life adjustments realizing I'm living in a town that's kind of nasty and very lonely and my family is nowhere to be found. And yeah, yeah, it's not like, it's not the fad of the land nineties. Like when I moved to LA and it's like, yeah, dad, pay for me to go try to be a stand-up comic. It's like, it's those days are long gone. Yeah. I think that's what I'm more confronted by, but it's a, it's, it's, it's with promise and excitement I think about coming here, but I also, I like living in Los Angeles. I do. It's, I'm right in the middle. I can't decide. I'm, yeah. I'm, I will be happy doing either is what I, what I need to realize. You know what it is? I think you just keep doing what you're doing, which is going there for big stretches yep. of time yeah, yeah, yeah. when you can and then seeing what happens. Yeah. You do that too. We'd like yep. to go home. I love to go home. Yeah. Well, also, I love my family that literally, uh, missing my mom, of course, but my family and the family that we used to live next door to are all still there. And the family, I don't want to dox them or whatever, but yeah. 
the that we spend the most time with still live on the property that yeah. we all grew up on. So going home is literally about as nostalgic as you can get because we're right in that spot, but it's all changed around us. So we can see our old house that we grew up in from age like two to about 10. Um, we can see in the in the back of their property. It's so crazy. And then we're all now adults, which is very strange because truly it's me, my sister, my cousin Stevie, you know, like, and then their kids and the, the, how the family's grown. And it's like, it's good to, if you have the kind of family that you want to be with, right? you know, it is so helpful and And good for your, yes. It's like, it changes me when I go home. It yeah. like helps me immensely. And a lot of people would be traumatized by it. I'm, and so yeah. we're not shoving it in your face, but I liked my life. Yes. <laughs> well, you're lucky. We're very yeah, lucky we're to have lucky. places yeah. to go back to. Yes. And yeah. if I can get my cousin Stevie to put in a pool, I might move back there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It would be the coolest. It's like out in the middle of farmland in Petaluma. And I'm like, I know it's not hot enough to justify this, but can't we talk about it? I know. Can't we make it happen? On my bike ride, I was looking at these little nooks, these like places that I still, a song or the smell of rain and the sun coming out, little things trigger these properties that I remember. And today I just rode my bike to see if, those houses were for sale or it's just real specific little areas. This is a place I realistically could get a house, you know, that's the other Absolutely. Thing and it's also country. one of the most gorgeous states in the yeah, union. It's really pretty. It's amazingly, that picture you sent Annalise and I yeah. is so beautiful that and was crazy. From, so I hiked up the M. There's just a big cement letter M on the end. Uh, I also figured out an interesting sociological experiment. Like, it always seems like a long hike because I'm always looking at the top. But this time I hiked uh, at around the halfway point or what I decided was the halfway point. I'm like, eh, more than halfway. And I just kept hiking. I didn't ever look up because you can see when you're approaching it. And all of a sudden, it was there. It took. It seemed like it took half the time. So I. That's what I'm going to do now. If I'm hiking, I do not look at the destination up top. That's what makes it take forever. Eyes down. Eyes down. Looking at your boots. Do you, <laughs> do you see any nature? Do you see any animals on a hike like that? This hike is more like of a grassy uh, a hillside. Knoll. Yeah, there, hillside. it's a knoll. It's a knoll. There's a gunman. And no one knew about them until they watched this film. And then I rolled a Sapruder Is there a book repository on this mountain anywhere? At the very bottom there is. There's a book. It's the library. And you have to leave your books in the depository. Uh, But yeah, that's where I went after the hike. This whole whole story's linking up perfectly. Uh, But on the hike, you're damn right. And even in my dad's backyard, there has been... The deer have been, um, it's mating season, y'all. And these baby (laughs) deer with the Bambi spots on them, uh, perfect, like, are outside my window. You aren't on the Instagram, but I wake up and there's baby deer laying side by side right outside my window. They just, I know they're there in the morning. I open the shades and they look up at me. Because dangerously, they're very uh, comfortable around humans. Oops, sorry, dogs barking. That's quite all right. I love animals. Uh, 
Uh, but there has been some Bambi picturesque cartoon deer just in, and they, yeah, on the hike today, there's deer. Have you ever had a, like, there used, there's a lot of deer in Petaluma and especially where we lived because it's way outside of town. And my dad actually, they almost got into, well, they did kind of get into an accident because a deer jumped out in front of the car and then he slammed on the brakes and my cousin hit her head. And it was this crazy thing that like, you know, and he goes, if that's the choice you're making, make sure you don't hurt the people in your car, hit the deer. Yes. Which I was like, oh, that's a rough one. That's a rough. It's happened to me. I've hit deer. Have you? Yeah. It's awful. I can't even tell the rest of the story. It was awful. No, don't uh, please don't tell but me. But yes, do you do have? <laughs> I don't to, know why I brought this there. Up. No, it's important. We're giving good information. Pay, <laughs> enjoy deer, but also if you see them jump in the road, you kill that deer because you got a loved one, and you can't just pull a Karen's arm in front of me like a book bag. Right. You got to save the people, and it's people first. A lot of people care more about animals, so you're going to be. Or- Or the reaction is just, it's this gorgeous, majestic animal, so slam on your brakes, and then someone's going through the windshield. Yeah, I I borrowed my dad's car. I had chosen Bozeman, which is three hours away, and my dad has a fancy new car, and I was paranoid to drive it. And the whole time, I thought a deer was going to leap onto the hood (laughs) because it's a very realistic concern. And in town here, there's deer all around town and they're getting hit all the time. I talked about Uh the deer with the helmet and the deer that has her tongue out and the other deer that has a leg that bends the wrong way. That's because there's just deer in town and they get hit by cars and then they move ahead and they have a weird leg and they start a family. And this, and I'm not kidding. I'm talking one of these baby deers is the, the leg, the backwards leg deer. Is you know the, why? Because it's not Los Angeles where you have your body has to be perfect. Right. It's Montana where yeah. people understand you've been through some shit. Yeah. You, maybe something's happened to you, but you can still have a relationship. Yes, exactly. It's, it's <laughs> people here, they're judged for what's on the inside. A lot of these deer in town. Really beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Uh, but yeah, I've I've seen a lot of animals, and there's bears. I I'm sure I could go on a bike ride and see a, a brown bear or a little black bear. Careful, um, but brown bears also can be grizzlies. Let's keep that in mind. And oh, they, and they'll attack you. And a moose, if you see a moose, I've seen mooses before. They'll dance on you just aggressively. They'll come after you. Yeah, so, I think most animals like that big will be like, get away from me. Yeah, in some attack mode manner. But as soon as we are done here, I'm going up to Flathead Lake, a beautiful lake. It's a mile deep. There's a flathead monster. A lot of people think it's a sturgeon. We Ooh, were talking a little about- bit about the Loch Ness. Yes. Uh, uh, even if it isn't a dragon lake that breaches with a tail, it's a fish that is so big that people have confused it for a monster. There is Because okay. it is such a deep lake that there are, you know, thousand pound fish in it. Yes. Supposedly. Okay. And possibly because there is a theory, and this is why I believe in the Loch Ness Monster, that lakes that deep have connective tunnels to each other. Oh, that's insane to me. Because um, Blue Lake is where we used to go on vacation every summer, um, and it was up in Lake County. So it was like two hours away from Petaluma. And we went there 
every year. And then when I moved to LA, I was staying in Margaret Cho's uh, room in the house that she had with Greg Barrett and all yeah, of our yeah, other yeah. friends. Yeah, 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 that infamous and house. She, yep. She had a book in her room called Mysterious California. So I was just reading it because uh-huh. I was trying to pass the time because she was on the road. And I read about they, it was basically like county by county, they go through all the cryptids and all the weird stuff that is known for each area. And then it said Blue Lake, California, um, there's basically a Loch Ness monster in Blue Lake. So it's so deep that they no one's been able to measure it. Right. And in like the late 1800s, they were having a 4th of July celebration down on one end. It's called the Narrows, is the one end of the lake. And so there was a little, um, I must have told you this already. Like the reflection of the fireworks, you could see. The fireworks were out on a little float. Uh And so the whole town was gathered, and it was probably 500 people, was gathered on that end of the lake. You haven't And watching the float with all the um, fireworks on it. And in between the float, and the shore, a monster came up out of the water, looked at the fireworks, looked at the the entire town, witnessed this animal at one time. And they said it basically looked like the Loch Ness Monster. Put on a giant pair of sunglasses and said, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Bye, losers. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I... And so it makes sense now that every time I've water skied on Flathead Lake, when I fall and that boat keeps going and you're alone for two to three minutes as the boat turns around, I get the weird feeling. I feel now that I know there's underground tunnels. Yes. (laughs) I don't. Yeah. This is a time we could use Hank Green. I'm sure he knows Uh, a lot about the uh, Flathead Monster. This is total bullshit. But it is, if it is, yes, it's a giant sturgeon, a giant fish. But that's big. That that's what I was afraid of. A giant fish that's bigger than me. Yes. At least tasting my leg from the knee down. (laughs) That, 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 just like a little nibble. Wait, how uh, big would you say, like school bus? You know, usually school bus, Karen. For real? A smaller bus. Oh, small bus. Yeah, not like a full. Not standard. Right. But a fish. A bus, like a Volkswagen bus. Oh, I don't know. But it's shaped long. Like, that's the thing. I, I know I've seen blurry photos and I'm not confusing them for Loch Ness photos. There are. I'm going to hold on. What's it called? Flathead the Monster? Flathead Lake Monster. Flathead Lake Monster. Yeah. This will be worth it. Yes, it will For be. me. And anyone else that wants to join me over here on Google, Flathead <laughs> Lake Monster. It's the fifth search um, item. To, ooh. Uh, what are you saying? It looks like a big salamander. See, um, okay. It's because, a fish with b- b- giant flippers that could be easily confused for salamander-like feet, right? Oh, right. Those are flippers. Well, I'm... And then it has the head of like um, it has a beak, a long beak. Yes, that long. Yes. And then the the back of it, it has a fish tail. Yes. Almost like a mermaid. And then it has like flipper feet, almost like alligator feet. Would you say? Yes. And and that's an image. I don't even know if we you're looking at the same one. I grew up fearing, uh, but that's. I am conf- I'm a grown man and I'm confronted by it every time I go in that lake, but we're still gonna go out there and Got we're gonna to. my friend has jet skis. We have they have a hydrofoil, which is like a little surfboard on a on a fin that uh, oh, elevates yeah? you. So you get on it and you pump and you rise above the water like three That's feet cool. and you kind of just 
uh, we're going to do a lot of water sports tomorrow, and I'm I'm going to try and do that water ski pyramid. Um, <laughs> we just need a lot of different lengths of rope and the ability to, to climb on each other while skiing. I mean, so you're going to need a platform, uh, an elevated platform of some kind. I just need a group of of solid skiers uh, that can climb on shoulders while skiing, or kick off the skis and get up on other, someone else's haunches. I don't know. It's been a dream of mine forever. I think you can make it happen. I'm looking at a map that says 113 unusual sightings on Flathead Lake between 1889 and 2020. It was compiled by someone named Lainey Hansel. Great job, Lainey, because this is a very readable map. It is a very attractive map. And basically, the sightings, I'm going to send this to you. There are C's, F's, and then dates and times. So it's either a creature or a fish and both over 10 feet long. Oh, for sure. And they have been sighted all over this lake. It is literally a mile deep. Like, that's very rare. It's not the biggest lake, but it is like, you know, a third the size of like Lake Tahoe. It's a very large lake and very, very deep. And you know there's shit. You know there's tunnels. You know there's fins. You know there's flippers. You know there's like, (laughs) you know, that horseshoe-like mouth. Yeah. Seahorse, I mean, seahorse-like mouth on a on a lizard-like fish. But even if it is just a 20-foot fish, that scares me. Yes, anything big and you're in the water and it's bigger than your hand is bad fucking news because you are at a disadvantage. You don't live in water. You don't know what's going on. So when we were up there one time, my cousin Stevie, who I was talking about before, he's like, come on, swim the lake. So he got in a rowboat and he made me swim from our end of the lake which was the opposite end, down to the Narrows. And halfway on that trip, which was, I, I did it there and back. It was really? kind of cool. I think How it was like- How far was it? I mean, I'm sure it's a mile or two. It's not that big of a deal, but it, That's it was great, fun. That's though. That would be, I would need my snorkel. And, yeah. And goggles. But halfway through, I got the weird feeling. And I was just like, there's something swimming underneath me. It Like, it made me want to scream, but it just made me swim faster. Um, and that- I'm going to send this to both of you. There's an Olympic-length pool here, and uh, I've been going there. Uh, Thursday night is adult swim night. (laughs) But I always thought I'd be, because I was fascinated by Escape from Alcatraz, and I think of Clint Eastwood swimming in the middle of the night from Alcatraz to to San Francisco. Just impossible. So difficult. It is 150 laps in this pool. So I tried to, I, I got to is like- Is the distance to Alcatraz from Alcatraz yes, to land? I got 30, I got 30 laps on it and I was exhausted. I, you would have to stop and like, but I'm not accounting for, you know, how rough the water would be and the sharks. How and cold. Yeah, how yeah. cold. I would have to be in a wetsuit. Of course, I'm not going to do it. Well, but, and those, those guys that escaped from Alcatraz, who they've never found. They they think there's a possibility they're all still alive or like some of yeah. them are still alive. That's and why they, it's so interesting to me. I love it because there at least two of them were brothers, if not all three. I can't remember, but I think definitely two. And they think they went to their own mother's funeral. Like they think there are people who follow that oh, story wow. who are like, the reason they think the brothers are still alive is because they think there were three old men at the funeral. Wow. And because they're, yeah, I love that story. But it would be, if you've ever taken a ferry from San Francisco to Alcatraz or any, have you ever been? I have indeed, yeah. Yeah, so you know, like for people that haven't, 
Um, that water and Northern California ocean water yeah. is fucking freezing. Yeah. It is so cold. And that's where all the sharks are. The, yeah. Like Stinson Beach, which is right above the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. And then, People of course, the bay. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Stinson's huge for yeah. surfing, but it's it's there's a shark bite there like once a year maybe. That's a guess, obviously, because my voice went like this. Yeah. But I think it's they're often twice a year. <laughs> Actually, I, as far as shark shark bites down there under the Golden Gate, is it four four times a year? <laughs> <laughs> the the number goes as high as this number goes up, your voice has yeah. to go up even don't, higher. You don't even want to hear me suggest there's a dozen bites a year. Dogs <laughs> will be circling Ow. around the neighborhood. My eardrums. You know, I have to say, and this is, I'm going to right now say a completely unfounded and, and controversial surfing opinion. Uh-huh. I think NorCal surfers are cooler and more hardcore. Because it is so hard to even get in the ocean. Of course they are. Yeah. I had a reunion a year ago. We're talking about doing it again up in the Puget Sound. And the the water in Washington, of course, we had wetsuits. And uh, I didn't have a hoodie and booties and, and gloves and everything. But I don't know what I'm doing really surfing. But my friend is very good. He lives in, outside Seattle. And it, the water, it looked like it was boiling. And yes. the two waves would just be crashing into each other, creating a third wave. And there was people like surfing and transferring from one wave to another over this this transfer of waves. It was chaos. And <laughs> also, they were all way more hardcore and they were way less like territorial. They probably were like, you guys aren't from California, right? And I'm like, no, Montana. And then they were nice. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I've been turned off by surfing because of the territorial vibe, the... You, it's Which hard is kind to learn of like, anywhere. There's a little bit to me, unless you are a Hawaiian, the yeah. idea of being territorial when it's like, are you getting this from point break? Like, are you just doing this right. because you think you're supposed to do it? Like, yeah. are you are you literally a dogtown and Z boy? I don't think so. I think you're just a dude. Yeah, yeah. If you're getting it from point break, then I'm sorry, but you're being a bit of a Barney, Howley. <laughs> So, You're a Barney turtle. Whereas I think in NorCal, you no one has to be territorial because right. if you don't belong there, you'll probably die in the undertow. Yeah. Like truly, it's so unsafe out there. It's and, and but, my but it's impressive. In Hawaii, I was uh I I had been drinking and I was just like body surfing. And the, this guy came out of nowhere, swam out to the water, and put a glow stick around my neck. And then sw- and I'm like, thanks. And he just waved and then swam back <laughs> at the speed of a motorboat. Because he just, he was like, that guy might drown. So I'm going to put, I'll never forget Was he that. a lifeguard? He never said anything. He was a civilian, bro. Uh, what, was he just partying, bro? And he just he wanted just to party with you? Bro, and he came and put a, <laughs> a rave glow stick, snapped it around my neck like a necklace. And I was uh, like, what a thoughtful thing to do. Yeah. So that they can find you if you go under and are just kind of laying at the bottom? Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm a bit of a waterman. I don't like to brag, but I know my way uh, in, uh, I know my way underwater where you can't <laughs> breathe. 
<laughs> I know how to get get under there and, know, and, get, and flail around. Yeah, and I'm come real back calm up. and comfortable down where your lungs don't work. <laughs> well, also because I always heard that if two waves are crashing into each other, that is an undertow spot. Right. That is like how yes. you can re- actually recognize where to not be swimming. Yes, and and this time last year when I, I was I was getting pulled out, and I just had to make sure I knew where we were on the beach and had to maintain that position, but it was very scary. Um, yes. But when you're wearing a wetsuit, you are kind of floating, so it wasn't that That helps you. But. You know, did I tell you about the story of me and Adrian getting almost pulled under in an undertow, and we had been watching the day before, because it was in that spot in Kauai on, uh-huh. on the beach in Hanalei, and the day before, we watched a guy have to get rescued by actual lifeguards, and we were like... <laughs> How embarrassing! That's crazy, and that he yeah. must be from London or something. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was that kind of thing where it looked okay, but there were they had put out flags of like swim at your own risk, whatever. Yeah. And so then the next day we're in the same spot and we go out to do our standing in the water gossiping move. Yeah, the routine. And that's our routine, and it's usually very like once you get past the main break, you're fine because you just then you're out and you're just kind of like floating and bobbing, and it's yeah. great. Well. It wasn't great. And so Adrian and I were kind of like, these waves are a little, it's a little much for me. I don't want to be out here. So like, I'm not going to do this. So we both um, said that. And so we both went in at the same time and we were trying to like walk, like our feet were on the sand. So we were walking, but the water was like, you know, past our waist and we couldn't get out like we could the water kept pulling us away and further down the beach so to the fish watching below at your ankles you were moonwalking out to the middle of the ocean (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) we were moonwalking kind of backwards and and then out and so we weren't talking to each other she was a little bit ahead of me and she was like "Uh, uh," and it was almost like we were being pulled by a big invisible rubber band back out into the ocean and I was doing it too where I was like the thought went through my head where I'm like oh this isn't funny anymore now we're the guy we're the guy from yesterday and Adrian turned around goes what the fuck and then I got scared because we weren't acknowledging it and then when she acknowledged it it was like holy shit but we made our way out and when we got out I was like we were all the way down the right. beach and we had and I we had to walk back and normally I would not walk down a beach in a bathing suit I would be too I, I'm from the 80s I would be too ashamed of my body I literally was like fuck this I am walking all the way back I don't give a shit and we were like it was like we were mad at the ocean we like walked away we left our friend Janet there and I found out afterwards because I was like that could have been so embarrassing yeah. and Adrian goes oh no 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 there's some lifeguards that came down and watched us to make sure we could get out. Right. I'm like, oh no, I didn't see the lifeguards, but apparently we got, like, they spotted us until they saw that we got free. Yeah, it's not, yeah, they are watching. Usually. Then not where we were up in uh, the Puget Sound. There was no <laughs> not one where there. Where people we, were surfing the undertow. That is the, and you try not to panic and you try and stay calm, but I'm a panicker and I'm, that's why I'm so scared of surfing. And like you said, when we got out of the water, you think you're in one place waiting for waves. When we got out, we were half a mile from where our pile of clothes were on the beach. Like, yes, it's unbelievable how far it's, we had traveled. And it's you don't even... so fucking powerful. And it's yeah. really scary once you, because I'm always like, yeah, I, I'm from Northern California. I understand how powerful the ocean is. But in Hawaii, it's usually, especially at this beach, it's usually so low key. 
that it seemed like, oh, these are just little waves. That's why we were laughing at the guy the day before because yeah. it's like, oh, oh, could you not get out of the ocean? And then it was like, holy shit, this is like serious business. Yeah. Like, you don't mess around with that. And that's not even bringing up the fact, like, like April Richardson always used to talk about there being glow-in-the-dark dinosaur fish with unicorn horns and all these, like, <laughs> they're just space aliens in the water. Add yes. that to the fact yes. that you can just standard drown. You can standard drown, but you can also get eaten by basically a old dinosaur <laughs> that that has gotten so good at surviving that it's been around for millions of years. And it just will, it just, you are like a Trader Joe's app like sitting in the water, your big fat white body, and they're just like, do I want that cream cheese stuffed American? Let's see. Like they're just like, they're choosing not to kill you every time you're in the ocean. Oh, look at this pimiento olive with legs. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> they're, they're delicious. This will start me off at the four o'clock hour. That's that thing where like when the sun starts to go down, I'm like, everyone has to get out because I'm positive that's when everyone's going to get yeah. eaten by a shark. Yeah, yeah. Be careful in the water out there, everybody. Guys, just please be careful. Land, water, Even if it's deer, just a river or a lake or in any your tub. Cryptids are everywhere, including your house. Don't relax too much. Yeah, your kid's in the house when Never you're taking relax. a bath. Water be is afraid. A, be be afraid lightly afraid always. Of please. all water. Even a glass water of water. And all animals. Yeah, and even a warm bowl of soup. Don't lean forward. No, 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 no. It might be your last meal. You can drown in two inches of soup. But remember the old saying? <laughs> Always remember, you can drown in two inches, just two inches of soup. It's just on a Campbell's can, a disclaimer. But especially if it's any kind of a chowder, you're screwed. You're not getting out of that. Not only you're drowning, there's a piece of potato lodged in there. Oh, you're drowning God. and choking. You're choking, and you're drowning. Chambles Chan Chambles Kunky will Thank get you. you. Yeah, yeah. I had to put that in there. Well, this was fun. We don't need We guests. did it. Yeah. No, we never do. We we never have needed them. Yeah. But we allow them. We 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 allow them, and we do. we we do we, we desire them. <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah. We're grateful yeah. for them for we sure. We are grateful for them. Thank you uh, to all of our guests in the past. But uh, you were not needed today. Is my point. True. We we can do it with you, and we can do it without you. We got this. Well, this was fun. Good to see you, friend. Yeah. You too. Enjoy your. Uh, Enjoy your water ski pyramid that will be yes, executed yes. perfectly. Please, Thank please. you. Thank you. Good luck with it. Please send pictures to me and Andrew Sean. Remember, that was the promise that was made. Yes, yes. Okay. And I will. Say hi to the Flathead Lake Monster for me. Oh, I will. I'll shake his little <laughs> fin. <laughs> You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R! This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by John Bradley. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.